May 16, 2019 is a lot from Pedro's show.
lots of shadows Held up dancing out Pedro Show, Brother Matt. Yeah, howdy. We're three days early, but three days from today will be 18 years we've been doing the show. Amazing. Our first show, 2001, May 19th. Man. In this same room. Yeah. But the room has changed. changed a bit. The grotto has changed. There used to be huge ass. (laughs) Giant pile. Right. (laughs) People didn't want to leave. They would yeah. stay for days. I would find so much stuff in that pile. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it's been 18 righteous years. Yeah. With you, Brother Matt. What an honor. Always essential. Aiden and abetting. Uh, where you guys call, uh, calling from? Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Right on. Part. I was just there last Brother week. Brother Matt was there last week. He went oh, and, awesome. yeah, he retraced yeah, cool. the steps of the Lewis and Clark oh, wow. expedition. Followed up the Columbia River and all that. and uh, Of course, you guys are at the mouth. Yeah, you that. guys are in a bitching place. Yes, river. Yeah, uh, very close. How far did you make it? Uh, we made it like, uh, uh, like a couple hundred miles up the Snake River. Oh, oh cool. right Yeah. And ended up in Idaho. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Snake River is where uh, Evil Knievel. I, I should <laughs> did say. His leap. Like, he did his little <laughs> rocket launch uh we started with nature boy john coltrane and then worthless currency from hearts oak this is this who we got aboard people um nate aaron and welcome nate aaron ezra and ezra from hearts of oak okay who wants to go first um i'll go first this is nate nate what's your earliest musical recollection um I think it was my my dad's a folk singer. He lives back in Portland, Maine. But uh, the other Portland, I, yeah, my other Portland of Portland. But uh, I have this memory like he used to he used to sing a song that he just made up that was just like all the things I liked, like boat, bike, car, plane. <laughs> and I was thinking about trying to hit him up if he remembers it. But uh, I think that's my earliest memory. Is your pop being a singer? Okay. Uh, yep. In the house. That you grew up, was there instruments? Uh, for sure, for sure. He had guitars, and uh, he's also a bass player. Oh, and, wow. Uh, as I got older, I remember he would, uh, he'd have jams over every... He had a Tuesday night jam as I was in junior high, because I remember laying in bed being like, i got to get up in the morning for school, and he'd <laughs> be rocking out. But, uh, yeah, so there's People would come instru- over and jam. 
Yeah, he had jams for those few years. I remember him really well. What, like in the living room? No, it was a pretty big house. It was weird. My bedroom was like it was all these split levels, and he was jamming in the room right right below mine, <laughs> like full electric with drums and everything. Was, wow. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday nights. <laughs> Tuesday nights, pushing like one in the morning. I'd be like, <laughs> okay. So so, did you just start banging on stuff, playing the guitar, bass, whatever? No, I didn't. I didn't really at all. I think I did the typical rebellious like teenager thing. I just was into skateboarding and uh, and I was into music, but uh, I didn't pick up guitar till I was about twenty one, I think. What about school, Nate? Were you in the band, in a marching band or choir or some shit like that? No, the town of Maine I grew up in was so small. We didn't really. I mean, I remember we had music class, but it was just like playing the recorder and stuff. Recorders, uh, like the kind of flute. The little flute plasticky thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, no, what was the first Nate? What was the first record you bought yourself? First record I bought myself. It's Echo. Man. I, I I have small disclaimer, but the only thing that comes to mind, I didn't buy this, but I got a record player tape deck combo for Christmas, and I got a Huey Lewis in the News LP and a Cyndi Lauper LP. But mm. I don't really brag about those. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Nice, nice to see you got over that. <laughs> now, what was the first gig you went to, Nate? Um, oh God, there's another one that's kind of slightly embarrassing. Other than many of my dad's my dad's gigs on like the Fourth of July and random summer festivals and stuff in Maine, uh, I remember going to see Paul Simon. When Paul I was in, Simon, ooh, that's yeah. rough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to go to the gig, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> so you didn't start playing guitar till you're 21. Now, 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 what got you into it? Um, I, I actually was living in San Francisco in the 90s, and I skateboarded, like I said, and uh, I moved up here, and I just kind of put the skateboard down a little bit and Damn. started playing acoustic guitar at Pawn Shop and Neil Young's Easy Anthology of Guitar Chords, and uh, and it just took off from there. Yeah. And... uh. I think I had a lot of the a lot of influence from my from my dad and growing up. Like toilets, <laughs> the flood, and came to me kind of. Okay, okay, and uh, what was the first guitar you had? Oh god, I think it said it's at my in laws' house in Tennessee, so I see it every time I go back there. But it was like it was a P- POS, it was but a piece, it was, I think it said it, 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 it Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was called Advantage or Vantage. Vantage with a V. That's what it was. I, I Vantage. Yeah. Advantage. After that, I got an acoustic Yamaha a couple of years later. It was a 74. I had that for about 10 years. And when years. was the first time you played in front of people? Um, oh, I remember that well because I was in this like kind of stringy, you know, string band for better, just like a better description. I remember that the other guys in the band would sing. And I was just like, well, I feel like what I'm supposed to do to contribute is write songs and sing too. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But um, I remember doing uh, the Willie Nelson tune. Um, Stay all night, stay a little longer. That was the first time I sang live. I was, it, being, was it scary? It, it was scary, but it was it was a great. It was yeah, it was just an incredible rush. Yeah. So. So with both at the same time, did you shit a pecan log? Yeah, I shit a pecan log, but I felt tingly all over too. You know, it was a good feeling. That's probably because it was pretty rough coming. Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Who's next? I'll go next. Okay. Who am I talking to? Ezra. Ezra, what's your earliest musical recollection? I think my parents uh, 
playing music in the house growing up, uh, records and stuff. They're listeners or are they players like uh, Nate's pop? Uh, listeners, uh, more yeah, more listeners. My dad tried to play uh, a few of different instruments, but never really stuck. So um, it, music uh, instruments didn't come around until later when my older brother got a guitar. Okay, okay. Do do, do you uh, remember the first record you bought yourself? Yeah, I do. I bought. Um, there was a Spencer Davis group record and a Jimi Hendrix uh, Are You Experienced record. Spencer Davis, that's Stevie Winwood, right? When he's like 17. Yeah. Yep. Incredible. Uh, organ player, singer. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, that I trumps it. Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. Uh what about at school, Ezra? Did you did you do music in school, like the band or uh, marching yeah, band? Or? Yeah, I played uh, trumpet in elementary school and in middle school. Continued doing that. Okay, trumpet. Yeah. So, uh, uh, did you learn how to read, uh, read music? Yeah, I learned how to read music. Yeah, great, great, great. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of schools don't have music programs now. That's why I ask about this shit. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Out here they do tend to, I think, more. Uh, but, yeah, back then they did. You still play some trumpet? And there was a lot of people in the band, so it was fun. Do you still play trumpet? I can, but I don't really play it that often, so my chops aren't up, you know? Yeah, the lip, right? you got to keep the yeah. lip ambushed yeah. in shape. Yep. Uh, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's right. <laughs> do you do you do, uh, so you had uh, gigs in a way by being in the, yeah marching in the band and stuff. But w what about the thing like uh, after school uh, in the garage or basement or bedroom? Yeah, we I formed a band in high school. Uh, we were called Sick Duck. Sick Duck. <laughs> Sick Duck, and we played. Uh, our first gig was like a battle of the bands at another high school. Okay, did you win? Yeah. I, I, we either I don't know we 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 might have got second or they, were, they didn't want to give it out because there was two good bands and we were one of them kind of thing I don't know it was kind of weird <laughs> was that up in Oregon yeah where I was this it was in Portland Oregon cool okay. yeah yeah, yeah. I mean we played that song uh, Heroin by Velvet Underground with the lights off that's a good one at high school <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say the darkened seas great big clipper ship. <laughs> Sailing from this land here to that, I put on a sailor suit and cap. <laughs> right? That's Brother right. Lou. Brother Lou. Brother Lou. Uh, so, so what made you switch from trumpet to what? Alabama sausage cool. whistle? Yeah, I didn't think it was cool in high school, so I didn't want to join the band. And I decided that I wanted to play guitar because that's what older brother was doing, and it kind of made sense. So I just I took one of his older ones that wasn't very good and taught myself how to play it basically oh bitch you didn't use the neil young chord book i didn't no i had a i did have a book that taught me like basic chords but i didn't much what was the other one alfred bay mel bay yeah yeah mel bay uh <laughs> interesting interesting uh i, I want to play uh high water here okay Beach, there's a sign 
Watching the sunset through pyramid sky. Mirroring glasses, high darkest eyes. The waves have a way of pulling you away. This line where I beg you to stay. Can I the tide no
Comembora pro sertão, ou viola, meu bem, não viola. Aqui não me dá o bem, não viola, meu bem, não viola. Sou funcionário da Leste, sou maquinista do trem. Comembora pro sertão, que aqui não me dá o bem, não viola, meu bem, não viola. Ou viola, meu bem, não viola. Ou viola, meu bem, não viola. Ou viola, meu bem, não viola. Comembora pro sertão, ou viola, meu bem, não viola.
loneliest boat on the ocean that the sea had ever seen. Pitiful pit in your gut as you watch the last train leave. In the eye of the hurricane and the calm after the storm. With a glance around the platform, I'll do any good. Beaver Show, we heard Hearts Oak doing High Water, uh, the Emberistics with Grab a Mirage, Arabia Saudada with Igalita, Better Than I Ever Was, version number one from Chris Butler, Lorne with Not Today, uh, Bachola from Mar Marco Serrato and Francesco Covarino. Uh, Debele Zina from <laughs> Sajur Bitter Lemon. Uh, thanks to Stanislaw for turning me on that. And then one more from Hearts of Oak. Last Train Home. So Aaron, your earliest musical recollection. Um, it's probably my uh, father and my mom playing guitar. Um, my mom really never played guitar, but I think she was maybe taking lessons when I was younger. So just that image. But uh, yeah, my my mother and father playing guitar. So there's always a guitar in the pad. Yeah, like a nylon string or twelve string. My dad would take them back and forth from you know church to uh, 
home. So acoustics, yeah, was a, yeah, acoustics mostly, yeah. And uh, do you remember the first record you bought yourself? Um, I think I traded some like GI Joe or Star Wars toys for ACDC or Kiss cassettes. I remember that. Like I had a little flat cassette recorder. Okay. Yeah, Don't it's kind of hard to stuff them toys. And you remember your first gig you went to? Um. Yeah, there was a kind of a metal punk band when I was a kid. I went to probably when I was thirteen or fourteen. But my dad also had kind of traveling people through the church as well, so uh, a little acoustic acts and stuff like that. Was this in Portland? Uh, Klamath Falls, Oregon. Klamath Falls, okay. That's the route you have to take if uh, Siskiyou Pass is closed. Yeah, so did you used to yeah. go hang out in the Lava Beds Park over yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a yeah. bitch of a trippy place. Yeah, that's a really cool spot down there, Lava Beds. Yeah, people don't know. Yeah. Eastern Modocs. Oregon is so much different. Same with Washington. The east and the yeah. west parts of the states are completely because mm-hmm. of the rain shadow, because the Cascades. Yeah, Klamath Falls is kind of right there in the, you know, right on that edge of the western and eastern, kind of where it really changes, at least right. mm-hmm. like geographically, at least. Right. What about school? Did you have music in school? Yeah, we did. Um, I played trumpet. Uh, starting wow, like, another trumpet player. Oh, yeah. Third, fourth, third, fourth grade, I think. Through I played it through about 10th grade. And what, like the marching band? And I never did marching band. It okay. was mostly, uh, I did a little bit of even the symphony, kind of the extracurricular, you know. I had my dad's uh, friend played cello, and he'd take me there for a couple years in the Klamathal Symphony. Wow. After school, but I, I never really got super great at it, you know. Some of the flats and sharps would kind of confuse me occasionally and when I was younger, but, uh, but the, I kind of got at about ninth, tenth grade. You, you learned to read? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, great, great. Uh, you know this this crap with tabs. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, I kind of tried that a little bit. I had some friends that were really into that, but I could never really. I never really liked it for some. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it for real. <laughs> That's such a half-ass. I think. Uh, what about uh, outside of school, like uh, garage, bedroom, um, basement I- band? When I was a little older, I kind of always had a, an acoustic guitar, but it had one or two strings or something on. So I just pick around on on uh, stuff that I'd learn from the trumpet, and uh, and then a and then I think when I was about thirteen, fourteen, I tr- I bought a guitar and traded it for a bass and the nickel ads. So it was about like thirteen, fourteen when I when I picked up the electric Nick- nickel ads. Yeah, and the nickel ads before uh, Craigslist. <laughs> I put a. Oh, I think we had. Uh, what did we have? Like recycler. Recycler. Yeah. We had this pink paper called the Recycler. It'd come out on Thursday. Uh, okay. And, yeah. like, the ads were for free. And yeah. But it yeah. cost 75 cents or something like that. And mm. I bought all my shit, all my instruments, all my cars. Everything mm. came out of the Recycler. Oh, that's cool. In the old, yeah, uh, older days. Man. Traded a guitar for an electric guitar I bought. For a, for a PV base. <laughs> PV base. Somebody in Nashville, I remember this guy, uh, I put a play in there for Bruce Fitzpatrick. And after the gig, this guy, hey, what? If you take me to my pad and buy me a pack of cigarettes and a 12 pack of beer, I'll give you a base. <laughs> like, I didn't really need a base, but I, <laughs> I drive him to his pad and he's. <laughs> He's holding the beers, right? The 12 pack. 
And the second, when he opens the hatch of the boat, he's like leaning up against. He falls right out, but he don't want to let go of the beers, so he lands on his fucking head. Like he didn't break his fucking neck. Then we go to his pad. And he, he gave me a PV base. And the next day, I'm in Birmingham, and the, it was the bottle shop or something club, yeah, bottle tree or something. One of the man or Astro Man guys ran it. Look at there goes that there you go. <laughs> floodwaters. Oh, man, that's a jam-ass <laughs> toilet. Anyway, uh, they, they they conked in the dressing room. They had like a trailer there, and they, these guys conked there overnight. So when we pull in, they're going to bail. Hey, you want a base? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, didn't, didn't weigh the boat down. <laughs> okay, so... Let me know how uh, Hearts of Oak got together. Had two trumpet players in a two tr- yeah a guy on recorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I got I met Ezra. This is Nate. I met I yeah. met you know, I was a singer songwriter and came up with the name Hearts of Oak about twelve years ago, I think. This and, is uh, after you lived in uh, the city, right? You, you moved to Portland. Just, yeah, all, all started in Portland, Oregon, and okay. been here ever since. But uh, yeah, we played a show together, and uh, and then I just started hanging out with him over here. He's got a home, little home studio and stuff where we're at right now. And uh, he produced the first couple records, and then eventually joined the band. And just uh, that's how it all kind of got started. It's just been going steady. Yeah, but how did the band start? It was you. Uh, I, it started just, uh, I started it kind of myself. I, I was in that band, that string band, like kind of bluegrassy instrumentation. And uh, that broke up and I was like, well, I want to do something a little bit more with drums and, and, and you know, electric bass and so on. And I pulled different people to play over the years. And uh, eventually it's, the lineup we have right now, Aaron here is on our bass player. as yeah. he plays electric power and such. And uh, we've been together for maybe a little over four years, I think, the last four years. So it was kind of a rotating cast around me before that, though. Okay, okay. Do you remember the first gig? Um, the first one that would have been the first Hearts of Oak gig. I'm not entirely, not entirely sure, but I mean, it would have been pretty close to the one when I played, played with Ezra because my my old bluegrassy band played with Ezra's band called the Meredith Brothers. Was it the Meredith Brothers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was out of town and missed that gig. And then I ended up playing a gig with Ezra, kind of where I just played it acoustic, and him and his brother played um, at this bar right down the right down the road. So like that 12, was about about gigging. And where, how'd you get the name? Um, I just liked the I like the sound of those words together, and um, it's kind of an old. It's a I think it's the English Navy has a song called Hearts of Oak, and uh, I just like the imagery. My my grandfather had a website early in the internet days dedicated to the six-masted schooners in Maine. And uh, so it was like a little flash website with just pictures of the old ships. Six masts? Man. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Jesus if you just go Christ. Through, yeah, they're huge. It was just about the time when, you know, transitioned to steamships, there were these huge schooners. Um, I don't so, think So, you know, they were built in, So. <laughs> That's so a lot. That, yeah. They must have been, <laughs> what, like the name. Yeah. 200 foot? Big boats, right? Yeah, and supposedly my my middle name is Lincoln, and uh, Link my I'm named after. This oh, guy Lincoln Logs. One, 
and um, his brother was the captain of another one or something. That's what we call big turds. Big turds. <laughs> Lincoln logs. <laughs> Not to be confused with the pecan log. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the end of the first hour, May 16, 2019, Dish and Wap Pedro Show. Special guest, Hearts of Oak, old type for hour two. May 16, 2019, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
we wave our arms and, and agitate our flags and dream in braille and row against the slogan tie and the dribble of the winning side parachute but cannot glide or fold ourselves into the hill inventing invisible inks practicing the Belgian wink in the hall of mirrors where we slide and sink drama queens in the final scene set in the benighted lighthouse the dread dead drunk keeper is strobing in the sea strobing the sea on his knees dreaming of the long ago long for imagined and phantom of love who towers those steeples those spires And their lightning conductor Verdigree waiting For the once in a lifetime Heavenly fire To incinerate The boredom of our lives Incinerate The boredom of our lives Oh, pity
Allied Expeditionary Force. This landing is part of the concerted United Nations plan for the liberation of Europe, made in conjunction with our great Russian allies. The liberation, like the message which signaled it, came in many tongues. The French of Charles de Gaulle. La bataille suprême est engagée. There were messages from the Dutch, the Danes, the Luxembourgers, and the I live in dark days 
my dark prince with no way out, with no way out. I live in dark days, saying my dark prayers with no way out.
Pedro show started the second hour off with Hearts of Oak doing Texas Hammer Time. Then the Blood Quartet out of Barcelona with Fire Folk. The Odes, OPDS, that's Ted Milton from uh, Blurt. Pull Anchor with Discordant Bong. Uh, yeah, they live now. J Tree and Grants Pass connection. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He was up in a long time in Joshua. Mm-hmm. Or Yucca Valley. Mm-hmm. Right next door. Seth Larry. Yep. Brother Larry. Uh, Red Mass out of Montreal with Dark Days. Uh, Pacific Meantime, they were on last week. The Wheel. Spain at Josh Hayden. Petra's brother. Untitled number one. I'm going to do a couple songs with him at the end of the month. 
So the band last week, they were up near neighbors of, of Portland, right? They're in Astoria yeah, or in Vancouver. Too, oh. but they weren't original. Uh-huh. Do you know they, those guys? Yeah, do you guys know? Uh, Pacific, Pacific Mean Time. time. Uh, we don't know, but our but our buddy Alex, I think. I think yeah, that's mean. the common guy. Yeah. Is Alex? Yeah. Oh yeah. You mean you don't know every single person in Portland? <laughs> Not yet. Getting there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Ezra's been here longest. So. Okay. <laughs> so then uh, finally, ghosts pass me by from Hearts of Oak. So, Nate, you're the main song writer. Yeah, uh, yeah, I read all the songs. Okay. And these guys, these guys, folks, uh, boys, help me arrange them. And what about this this record? Where'd you do it at? Right here at the. At, this is the Deer Lodge, uh, Deer Lodge Records, Deer Lodge Studio. The Deer Lodge. Yeah, yeah we did it right down there in the basement. Is that what you call it, the Deer Lodge? Yeah. Where, where, where do I play in Portland? Doug Fur. You just played at Turn, Turn, Turn. That's right, that with Mike Baguetta. But before that, I've done a lot of gigs at Doug Fur Lodge. Mm. Doug Fur oh, yeah, yeah. Lounge. Lounge, that's yeah. it. Right, it's part of a tell. It's got logs, log decor, I guess. Yeah, it's got logs. Come <laughs> yeah. to the Deer Lodge. There's the logs. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln yeah. logs, pecan logs. <laughs> Stack them up. <laughs> okay. And so, so you record your own pad. That's kind of like pizza with the Casahans mm. here. I mean, you Friendly can take confidence. forever, right? Yeah, we yeah, do. We do. And you do. <laughs> but we, but I don't feel like we work on stuff a lot. We just take our time. Yeah, sure, sure. But that's yeah. the bitch and thing about these days. You can have in your own studio. You know, in older days it wasn't like that. You had to help uh, some man pay off his rent. <laughs> 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 oh man, like Minuteman. Uh, yeah, uh, they had this thing called downtime, like midnight to eight. Be a lot more econo, but like, yeah, <laughs> fuck in the middle of the night and uh, use tape. That was uh, let's uh, thirty yips, two inch tape was hundred and fifty dollars. But if you got used tape, it's only seventy five dollars. Mm. You could get fifteen minutes at thirty yips, mm. two inch yep. tape. And yep. uh, people don't realize it's a different world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'd have we even record in the sequence so we could save money. You know, like it was a gig. Mm. Set list. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's really bitching. Uh, One of the good things about these days. Uh, You know what else is a bitching thing? Brother Matt (laughs) and his spin side. Cool. Bring it, Brother Matt. Cool.
exclamation mark. Brother Matt, <laughs> what made you do what you just did to us with your cyclage? I think that was a can of butter on that one. Um, yeah, just made a big pile of spaghetti and had a big old glob of butter and, and put it in there, and it's working pretty good. Um, but Stuart, let's also credit Stuart Sweezy in there because I went to see uh, Desolation Center the other day. It's so awesome. It's great. And uh, saw Ron celebrating his birthday with us today, Jordan yeah. Schwartz. And, uh, yeah, it's a very cool time up there. Um, great, great. Can't say enough good things about that flick it was awesome yeah Stuart Sweezy put on these g- trippy gigs like in the desert uh at here in the harbor on a boat Minuteman and yeah. puppets sailing around the mm-hmm. harbor playing uh the boon we had to, to lash the amps <laughs> almost into the drink and then uh the, the desert one yeah the I remember the sand blowing. Dean Boone had more contact, so it was rough on his mm. eyes. And uh, he did one with uh, Einstein's Neubauten. And he also did a desert one with Sonic Youth. Yeah, trippy how the, the John Love, Burning Man, was out there getting the seeds of Burning Man. Perry, Perry with uh, Lollapalooza was there. Uh, Psycho. Yeah, all the stuff that started uh, from that, those parties. They had a band, Psycho, mm. yeah. I remember Minuteman got to play with them. Kind of synthesizer band, and may, yeah, maybe uh, Stuart was instrumental in influencing all the those kind of things mm. that came later. Awesome, documenting it way back then, being able to bust it out now. Right, right. Bruce Leiter. I also had a cool time seeing you at Brewery West the other night. Oh, so yeah, last Bru- week, Gomez Bueno, Gomez and bueno. Uh, that was cool seeing him. So always a Pleasure. Yeah, the sound though, man. It sounded like we were <laughs> playing in a warehouse because we were playing in a warehouse. <laughs> and, you know, they should get somebody to do paintings or artwork and just hang and kill that uh, echoey stuff. You guys there in Portland? Nate? Hi. Aaron? Yep. Still yep. here. Yep, oh, yeah. still here. Okay. Uh, you got gigs coming up? Oh, all the time, it seems like. Yeah, we go on tomorrow night. Really? Yeah. Um, t- Cobra t- Lounge. <laughs> Cobra Lounge. Yeah. Coco Lounge in uh, Portland. <laughs> Cobra. Cobra. Cobra Lounge. Yeah. Yep. I remember Portland had one place to play, Satyricon. Yeah, I played there. Oh, yeah. D-Boom went through the deck. Oh. Kept playing. <laughs> Man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the boss. His name was George, right? He looked like Carlos Santana. Yeah. It was a rough part of town in those days, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not that anymore. area. <laughs> and so the town has changed. But now there's like 30 places to play. <laughs> at yeah, least, at least. Port- yeah. yeah, Portland's really changed. And, uh, what about touring? We, we get out of town a little bit, but we don't seem to stray too far. You know, yeah, th- that's what the guys last week, Pacific Meantime, was saying. Yeah, well, it's, it, everything's far apart out here, and then... We a lot of us have jobs, and we just went to Seattle a couple weeks ago. But that's about a lot of us have jobs. Mm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that messes things up. <laughs> but by that I mean all of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably what I figured. <laughs> you know, you got to keep the Deer Lodge afloat, right? Yeah, running. Right. right. So. It, 
you know, people in the rest of the country, they don't realize Northwest, it is tough. When you sally forth, you really have to sally forth because places are far apart. Uh, played a Mitchell organ out in the desert, out past the Painted Hills, and that was, it was a really fun show, but it was a long drive. Yeah, yeah. I, I played in band. It's hard to get to band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was February and almost snowed out. We had to follow up the plow. Wow. Yeah, Highway 97 is pretty dangerous in the winter, too. Yeah. Well, it's the end of the second hour. May 16, 2019, Dish Wap Pedro Show. Special guest, Hearts of Oak. Hold tight for hour three. May 16, 2019, it's the third hour of the Wap Pedro Show. All the outlaws used to love Their pal from long nights on the road They've been lost in the rain of yesteryear Like when left out in the sun
from Pedro Show, start off the third hour with Hearts of Oak doing Outlaws. Yeah, Nate, you wrote that, right? That's right. Yeah. What were you thinking of? Uh, what was I thinking of when I wrote that one? It's funny you should ask that because I was thinking about what I was thinking about when I wrote Kick the Lights Out. <laughs> Just, um, yeah, a lot of songs I've been writing since the last record feel like they're I often just used to write relationship songs, and then I grew out of that, and I just write getting old songs. Or <laughs> less younger, less younger. Yeah, you got rid of so, the O word. No, no more O word. There's more yeah. younger and less younger. Mm. Yeah, growing younger songs. <laughs> so outlaw is about getting less <laughs> older. Um, I, I guess it could be. I think uh, outlaws. Less, yeah, less younger. Fuck. Yeah, I broke my fucking rules. Yeah, I think Outlaws is a little bit more about losing losing friends and and uh, keeping friends, bad influences on each other and such, love and loss. That fits perfect with the next song by the Code Hangers, Smother, and then Lisa Belladonna with Star Child Warrior. I always wanted to write a song called that. <laughs> Julie Slick, uh, incredible bass lady from Philadelphia, with Quintal, and finally Kick the Lights Out, Hearts Oak. And that song's about uh, getting less younger, too? That one's about getting less younger from the, I I kind of imagined an aging rock and roller hanging out on the beach in Mexico. Not necessarily a bad thing, but it's it's how I envisioned it. Uh, That's where Dee Boone wrote uh, Corona. Yeah. Was on the beach. Rosarita? Down by Ensenada. Okay. I remember. Yeah. (laughs) This is something uh, we, uh, me and D. Boone, learned. If you shave your head bald, don't be swimming the next day. Because you've got to breathe. So your head's out of the water for like seven, eight hours. We we got so sunburned on our fucking payload. Bald heads. Oh man! And I remember. Also, Georgie took a dump. He goes, "Look, butt snicker. You've got like a candy bar." You know? it's like Georgie, like you know how it is. Like the more you push away, the fucking thing comes at you. Yeah, yeah. Georgie, don't do this in that water. <laughs> He's usually very good about those kind of things, but this was a little, little lax. <laughs> Butt snicker. <laughs> that's what he called. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, what's you guys' next plan? Next plan? Uh, we're already working on another record. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to record it there at the Deer Lodge. Oh yeah. I don't know where else we'd do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, 
I want to play easy by the gun. Right on. Cool. Awesome. Is this kind of a cautionary tune? This is a cautionary tune. This is a, when we recorded this one, it was an older song, but uh, it's just about, you know, upsetting the old lady in the relationship. The young lady, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Here, let's listen. We don't say it.
Waffle Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Easy by the Gun, Heart to Oak. And then Raylan Nelson Band. We had uh, Willie Nelson's granddaughter come by. And we ended a tour. Mm-hmm. Cool. And a tune called Do You. Yeah, she plays uh, ukulele. ukulele. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And she lo- looks a lot like her grandpa. She's an incredible cat. The Fiction with Wait For You. And finally, California, Hearts of Oak. Why'd, why'd you write a song made about our state? Uh, no, that's an e- that's actually an easy one. When I, when I was skateboarding in the 90s, all my friends moved out to San Francisco, and I stayed behind and with a girlfriend for one winter, and they just kept writing me letters. This is like in 1993. And they were like, you got to get out here. Yeah. I know. Uh, so it was just about, it was mostly just about that feeling. You ended up there, right? Yeah, I moved there the next, like, I broke up with my girlfriend and moved there the next spring, so I was on it. <laughs> now, uh, so 93, so, yeah, kind of a long time ago. Uh, yeah. You know, you guys know uh, music people that are younger than you. If they asked yeah. you for advice, what would you tell them, Nate? Don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't get into music? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It would depend on the question, you know. Like, uh, about this music yeah. racket. What would you get? Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Music. Yeah, yeah, the racket. You know, I don't know. If, I would just, you know, it's, it sounds so cheesy, but, you know, just do it if you love it. Because, yeah. you know, you can't do it for the money. You're just going to disappoint yourself. Uh, or the fame, for that matter. What about you, Ezra? I was gonna actually say that in front of him. There, uh, that's what I would say. If you're gonna do it, you've got to do it because you love it. I've been doing this on and off professionally for a long time. And that's just kind of how it is. You just have to love it, or else uh, it's not worth doing. It's not for everybody. I love it. And uh, <laughs> I spaced. What's the third? <laughs> uh, Aaron. Yes. Yes. Aaron. Sorry. Much, God damn it. Pretty much the same feeling or vibe on that. Like. Something I'm doing regardless of whether I'm in a band or, or not. But I think band, the band gives me structure, something I, I, I just love and I feel like I have to do. I guess sometimes I don't always love it, but... but uh, I mean, what that. would you tell a younger person? <laughs> love it. I don't know. <laughs> What's that? What would you tell a younger person getting getting into music, you know? What would you advise them? Well, just, just the same thing that Nate said, pretty much. If you love it, do it. If, you know... If, or do it when you when you're when you're feeling it, and take a break when you need to. And I, I, I don't know, but uh, but it's always is it cool? You learn a lot. You meet new people. There's no really wrong answer, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those kind of questions. I like to ask questions like that. Where there's no real wrong answer. Yeah. It's like, what's your favorite color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not what I heard. Blue, no brown. <laughs> What was it? it was the Monty Python movie, right? And the guy gets thrown into the canyon. He can't remember his favorite color. So when when I ask for advice, there's really no wrong answer. You know, I'm just curious because uh, I mean, there's a shift before you, there's a shift after you, and you're working your shift now. And so you know, things get handed down, and I think yeah. it's okay. 
I think it's important to be original. Not pat somebody on the head, you know, and, and, and be condescending or anything like that, but like, yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's good advice. <laughs> I, I think uh, some people, uh, I don't know. One reason why I like having uh, guests on the show is to show there's millions of different ways of doing this music trip. And there is no one way to do it. And uh, I think uh, uh, Hearts of Oak is a good example. Of, Thank you. You know, you know what I mean? You guys have your own voice, your own sound, your own uh, vision. It's, 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 it's so trippy, you know, 18 years of doing this with Brother Matt, and we've never had the same story twice. It's always different. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Show. Thank you. I want thank you, you to have a good success uh, with this next round of recording. And oh, man. Thank you. maybe Thanks, come man. to California and play some gigs. Oh, All right, we'll do that for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll do an I-5 tour. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Brother Matt, thank you so much for your, what was it, essentially in bed? 18 more years to go. Brother Ron, happy Yes. <laughs> yes. The cyclings. <laughs> it's the May 16, 2019 edition of Watt for Pedro show. Everybody, keep your powder dry. Yeah.